Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, October 15th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis. And it being Friday the 15th, that's a big day because we're two days away from week six, which gives us a chance to continue our hot streak. And just as importantly, big day for you tomorrow, Crash. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yep. Turning 39 tomorrow, so almost at the big 4-0. Excellent. Yeah. Enjoy it while you can. And uh, speaking of birthdays, one of our members had a really nice uh, birthday present last night with the big winnings uh, on the showdown in FanDuel. JP Wild, happy birthday to you. Uh, we had a lot of members win hundreds, even into the thousands. Uh, great start to week six with our Tampa Bay Philly lineups, Josh. We got to try to keep it going. Yeah, that was huge. That was that was a monster night, and we're going to keep it going this weekend. I'm confident in that for sure. Excellent. All right, well, let's go position by position here uh, on the main slate, and let's start with quarterbacks like we often do and see if we can build some more winners. Yeah, so I'm going to start up at the top. I'm going to start with Patrick Mahomes, 8,300 on DraftKings. You know, he had a very – on Mahomes-like game Sunday night, you know, he threw two interceptions against Buffalo, really just unlucky. One of them bounced right through Tyreek Hill's hands and was ran back for a pick six. The other one was deflected in the air by the defensive end Rousseau from Buffalo, and he, you know, knocked it up in the air and then caught it and intercepted it himself. So just kind of two fluky interceptions in a way. Um, but he's got a really good matchup this week against Washington. They're 31st, you know, allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And so I just look for him to bounce back in a big way this week. He'll probably be pretty chalky, but I just really think that that he's going to have a big game. Yeah, I like him to bounce back as well. I mean, I think the key word here is motivation. They're two mm-hmm. and three. Uh, they really just got outworked yeah. uh, with, with uh, the Bills there. Uh, in prime time and they can't they can't keep messing around here so no. they got to take advantage of this big favorites big total 54 and a half biggest total on the board mm. um by the way I, I one thing i like about this slate josh there's only 10 games on the main slate true um seven early ones three late ones um because we've got some buy teams we've got mm-hmm. the overseas game yeah um and three of the 10 are totals over 50 And again, this is the highest on the board. So uh, we're going to have a lot of exposure to it at these different positions. Definitely. Now, if you want to go to one of the other big total games, which I like, that is Chargers and Baltimore, 51 and a half. And the reason I want to start with this game is because Justin Herbert is involved. And Mm -hmm. he gets that 29th ranked Baltimore pass defense you save about a th- you save exactly a thousand dollars from Mahomes on, on DraftKings if you go with Herbert. Look what Carson Wentz just did to Baltimore: four hundred and two yeah. yards. And Herbert has been hot. Yeah, three ninety eight last week, four touchdowns against Cleveland. His last three games: eleven passing touchdowns, no interceptions. He's run one in for a score. That sounds a lot like Tom Brady starts the season. Yeah, uh, you know he's just in the groove. Um, again, great matchup. So I'm going to, uh, put him in a bunch of lineups. Yeah, no, I, I really like Herbert. He's, he's been on a tear. 
Um, I, I'm well aware of how he's done a couple of weeks ago. My wife and I played each other in our season long fantasy games. And of course he, he put up a huge number against me. So. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So it works out, but yeah, Herbert's been on fire. He really has. All right. Who's next. If we, uh, if we want to save even more money. Yeah. So it's going to be for me, it's going to be Matthew Stafford. He's 6,700 on DraftKings. You know, he's he's had a pair of, I guess, pretty decent games the last two weeks, but haven't been as strong as his, you know, starts earlier this year. And uh, I think I'm going to look for him to have a, a bigger game this week, more like what he had at the beginning of the year, going up against the Giants for 25th um, in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And Pro Football Focus has Stafford projected to be the sixth highest scoring quarterback on the slate. I actually think he's going to exceed those expectations just because, you know, he's kind of had a, let, a little bit of a letdown the last couple of weeks. And I just expect this to be a much better matchup for him. So I like Matthew Stafford this week. Yeah, he's not going to go many weeks in a row without multiple touchdowns. So no, uh, could be a, the ideal spot for him. Now, I want to jump to some of the value quarterbacks and discuss a couple of them. I want to start with Carson Wentz. 5,400 on DraftKings. I just mentioned that 400-yard performance against Baltimore. Now he gets Houston, which mm. is bad across the board. And Indianapolis, 10-point favorites. The total here is only 43 and a half. Uh, so the question is, with Houston being 26th against the run, do they just hand it off to Taylor and company? Uh, does Wentz not get quite as much volume? Um, we also have to wonder about uh, T.Y. Hilton. Is he going to be back in the mix, which could certainly make things interesting? Uh, and if if we're looking in this tier of cheaper quarterbacks, my other concern with Wentz is, you know, I think he may be popular out of that group. Not mm -hmm. that he'll have a huge ownership percentage, but. Yeah. Do people are they going to zero in uh, based on that result last week and the matchup? So I've got another value guy I want to mention here in a minute. But the point is that Wentz is on my radar. If I'm going to play one lineup, he's not going to be in it on DraftKings. But if I play multiple, I'm definitely considering him. Yeah, I was really impressed with Wentz on Monday night. You know, a lot of people I think have forgotten about how good Wentz was at one point in his career. I mean, he was looking at an MVP type season before he got hurt several years back. And um, he really played at that kind of a level on, on Monday night. So I was pretty impressed. Yeah. Everything got derailed there. He, he definitely is trending in the right direction though. Now. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think he's starting to figure it out. So for me, for my value play at quarterback, I'm looking at um, Taylor Heineke. You know, he had his worst start of the year last week against New Orleans after three pretty strong performances in a row against the giants, the bills and the, and the um, Falcons. And this week he's going up against the Kansas City defense. It's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks and the fourth most, um, actually the most fantasy points to quarterbacks and the fourth most passing yards per game at 296.4. So it's a really good matchup for Heineke. It's probably going to be a shootout, I would think. Uh, Kansas City's defense has really struggled, especially without Chris Jones, and he's supposed to be out again this week. So um, probably my top value quarterback for the slate in week six. Yeah, I like that play as well. Um, I, I mean, I definitely like him more than Wentz in that price range. Um, I also like, some people might not notice or, or, or be aware of the floor for his running here lately. He's shown it the last mm -hmm. two games, at least five carries with at least 40 yards. Yeah. That's a nice little bonus. And uh, again, highest highest total on the board. We saw what 
Josh Allen as a mobile quarterback did against him. Right. You know, he's not at that level yet, but uh, he did throw it 41 times last week in that off off performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that as well. That, that's a good sign in, in my book. Yeah, that's definitely a good sign. And by the way, stat of the week here, both Baltimore and Kansas City, two of these pass defenses that we're targeting, they give up 296.4 yards per game passing. So wow. that could be the, the key number connecting Herbert and Heineke as our Minnesota. two of our best plays. Mm-hmm. Exact same number. That's interesting. Yeah. Man. All right. Last guy for me here, last quarterback before we move to the next position, Mac Jones, 5,200 on DraftKings. He's got the Cowboys. And speaking of rankings, they're 32nd in the league, Josh, a league of 32 teams. Mm. Uh, allowing over 300 yards passing per game. So that's a pretty good combination for such a cheap quarterback. And what I like about Mac Jones at that price range is that he's been pretty solid and consistent. His last three DraftKings outings, 14, 17, and 12 DraftKings points. So you're right around 3X, which is what you're looking Mm -hmm. for. And you know he's one of these guys that's really kind of game script dependent. Um, and it's a perfect little uh, example of one of the key foundational um, factors when you're evaluating quarterbacks and and DFS players in NFL. You gotta you gotta look at that game script, project it. So look at what happened in these losses that they've had recently against New Orleans and Tampa. He threw it 51 times and 40 times. Mm-hmm. Then last week they beat Houston. He only throws it 30 times. And we know that Bill Belichick's formula is to run it and play defense, right. especially with this team that he has. Mm-hmm. But they're playing the Cowboys. They're yeah. three-point underdogs. And this is the other game that has a total over 50 at 50 and a half. So if that game script plays out where Dallas gets a lead, you know this is going to be a week where New England has to pass it probably more mm-hmm. than they want. So uh, with them passing it a bunch in that good matchup, I'm willing to put some lineups out there with him at 5,200. Yeah. And I mean, you know, even when Daniel Jones got hurt last week, Mike Glennon came in and did pretty well against Dallas's defense. So, I mean, yes. if Mike Glennon can do that, then you know that Mac Jones should be able to have his way with that defense. Oh, you know it. Absolutely. Great. Good point. All right. So let's go to running backs here and figure out how we want to attack that position. If you pay up this week, uh, specifically on DraftKings, where are you looking there? For me, I'm looking at the uh, current second leading fantasy running or halfback this year, 7,900 on DraftKings. It's Austin Eckler from the Los Angeles Chargers. There's no Derrick Henry on this slate, so there's going to be more variance, I think, at the top with the ownership for halfbacks this week. But like I said, he's been the clear second-best halfback in fantasy this year, and he has another great matchup this week against the Ravens, who are um, they've allowed the fifth-most fantasy points to halfbacks. He scored six touchdowns in the last three weeks, three rushing and three receiving. And um, I think he'll probably be the highest owned high priced halfback on the slate, but he scored 33 and 32 fantasy points in his last two games. And I think he'll pick up right off where he left off the last couple of weeks today or uh, on uh, Sunday. Yeah. And you've been on him. So great calls with him. Um, you know, talking about floors, I really like his receiving floor mm. Uh and he gets a lot of targets, and he catches almost all of them. Yeah. Uh, last four games, 25 targets. He's caught 23 of them, including those three touchdowns that you mentioned. So basically, he's averaging six receptions a game. 
So you're right. looking at about a 10 point floor in PPR just from his reception. Yeah. So uh, Eckler, definitely worth a look. Now, my first guy I'm going to mention here, I'm going to go a little bit more mid-tier, uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, mm-hmm. He'll be popular, but you know, with NFL DFS, you can go chalky here with a bunch of guys, especially if you're playing cash. But even yeah. in GPPs, you need to get these guys in there regardless of the fact that they're chalky because you know a guy like hunt in this situation about as good as you can get because mm-hmm. you know the big news of course is that chubb is out but this yeah. isn't like some backup that we're not sure what he's going to be like what's right. going to happen if he has a big workload i mean he's had three straight games between 16 and 17 touches so he's ready for the big workload he's got a nose for the end zone he's got five of those already on the season and Arizona's number 29 against the run, which is a little bit surprising since they're 5-0. and But mm-hmm. great matchup on paper, great workload. And, oh, by the way, Pro Football Focus ranks Cleveland as having a 96% run-blocking advantage against Arizona, which is incredible. So yeah. I'm willing to invest in Hunt, and I don't care about the ownership. Yeah, he's he's just put up really good numbers for I mean for any fantasy halfback doesn't matter if they're a starter or a, ha- a backup. I mean, he's as a backup, he's got five rushing touchdowns on the season and he's got two games where he scored over 25 fantasy points, you know, as a backup. So, he's just really been crushing it and um he would definitely be one of my top options in the mid-tier as well. Excellent. Okay, who else are you considering? I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, I've always always liked Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, he's a Wisconsin Badgers fan. Um, 6,600 on DraftKings. He's coming off his best start of the year, Monday night in Baltimore. Um, going back home against Houston, they've allowed the seventh most rushing yards per game at 134.8. He's become the clear, obvious number one back in Indy and you know, um, he's had three receptions in each of his last two games. And, and obviously he had that 76 yard touchdown reception to start the game Monday night. So if he can do something like that, he should have another monster game. This week. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely in a great spot. Awesome matchup. Um, sometimes when you get these great matchups, but it's, you know, across the board against a team mm-hmm. like Houston, that's bad defensively, I, I just get nervous. And that's why I, I mentioned the concerns about Wentz, you know, yeah. His downside is if Taylor punches in in a couple times, and yeah. you know Taylor has to deal with with that depth, those other guys who could get involved, uh, Hines and Mac. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's why I hesitate about guys like that. Another guy who's in this that spot this week is Joe Mixon against Detroit. Yeah, um, you know where they're they're bad against the run. So I do like his spot. You know he he's a little bit banged up with the ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, so does Mexican, does, does Mixon crush them or is it, um, uh, is it the passing game with Burrow? Does he go nuts? So, um, sometimes that, you know, prompts you, if you're going to go heavy on a guy like that, right. I would suggest putting one lineup in with the quarterback mm-hmm. just in case. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, that's good. Um, I'll go with one more running back here before we shift off and I'm going to go with the value play. And I don't know if you're going to like this because I know you're a Packers guy, but Khalil Herbert, uh, 4,600 on DraftKings. Now, there's a bunch of value plays to consider 
uh, with running backs with these injuries. We've got Harbord, we've got uh, Devontae Booker, we've got mm-hmm. Daryl Williams for Kansas City. Those guys are all worth considering, and we will, you know, work with our lineups here to finalize them for the members. You know, if you if you're not familiar, we give out full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, both cash lineups and GPP. So we will finalize those about 45 minutes before kickoff and give those out to the members. Um, but one other guy I do want to mention here today is Khalil Herbert because he's 4,600. I, I think he'll be a little bit lower owned than some of those other guys I just mentioned, and he's cheaper. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has a huge ceiling here. He's a bit of an unknown because you know he's filling in for Damian Williams who's now on the COVID list. We're recording this on Friday night, so we think he's going to be out and Herbert's going to right. be the guy. You know, they've got Ryan Nall back there, but he not he's not going to uh, get a bunch of touches, I don't think. So mm-hmm. Herbert last week against Vegas, 18 carries, 75 yards. I watched the tape. I thought he looked good, quick, um, aggressive, and Pro Football Focus gives the Bears a 24% run advantage against Green Bay, which isn't huge, but right. – um, you know, it's it's better than you might expect, uh, given that matchup with Green Bay. Um, you know, the better reputation, the better record, and all that. So, um, forty six hundred is worth a look. The the thing is, he didn't get any targets last week, mm-hmm. so we'll have to see if if that's part of his game. If it is, then I think he could be in a great spot on DraftKings, and that'd be a nice bonus if he if he caught a few balls. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You say he's forty six hundred. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good value. I mean, he's not going to have to do that much at that price. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about him, but um, I mean, Green Bay is definitely capable, especially in the red zone. The red zone defense has not been very good this year, so you know, in the red zone, you could see him getting a touchdown for sure. Yep, excellent. All right, so before we hit the wide receivers, uh, we want to invite folks if you do want to grab those lineups then join us at dfscoachtalk.com. Whichever length of time membership you want, grab a three-day pass if you want to just try us for the weekend and get the Sunday and Monday football lineups. Any membership you get, you're going to get all of our sports. So you get the playoff baseball lineups that Crash and Coach are putting out. You get the preseason lineups, uh, NBA, and then uh, we'll be ready to kick off the regular season on Tuesday. We've got our Mm -hmm. golf lineups. So you get all the lineups, those full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo for all those sports, the full coach's clipboard on DraftKings uh, for the main slate on Sunday. Absolutely smashed last week. We had Kadarius Tony locked in as our value play for 4,000, among others. Just a, a great week. So we're, we're really getting hot here. Jump in with us, DFSCoachTalk.com. Once you sign up, we will send you an email and invite you into our Discord. Uh, thank you to the uh, – new members we're getting here towards the end of this week as we're getting ready for basketball. Really excited to, uh, to uh, keep it going, get off to a hot start in NBA as well. All right, Josh, let's talk about some wide receivers. Talk okay. to me about who you like here. Yeah. So going back to my quarterback pick, I'm going to pair up Patrick Mahomes with Tyreek Hill, 8,500 on DraftKings. He's one of the best matchups on the slate against Washington. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. He's the highest projected scoring wide receiver this week by pro football focus. Now he is listed as questionable. So we're going to have to keep an eye on his injury status on Sunday. But if he does play, I look for him to rebound after he was pretty well held in check by Buffalo on Sunday night. 
but with that being said, he still saw 13 targets and 12 targets in his last two games. So he's definitely getting the targets. Yep. Yeah, he is. And uh, he runs 54% of his routes in the slot, according to PFF. And Washington has not been good in that department. Guys no. who live there, Keenan Allen, nine for 100 against them. Sterling Shepard, nine for 94. How about Cole Beasley, 11 for 98? Hmm. So uh, definitely love the matchup. Again, the motivation for these guys is going to be yeah. big. I think they come out and they try to lay it on them early and often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Casey is one of those teams. They can be an even bigger favorite than seven points and go right. crush a team by 35, but they will keep passing it. We saw mm-hmm. that last year yeah. against the Jets. So you know, don't be scared about the blowout with the Chiefs and Mahomes isn't going to get his. Uh, I think he probably will, and and I think Hill is a great a great pick if he's healthy. If not, McCole Hardman at forty two hundred becomes a really nice option on DraftKings. Yeah, we only have to look back two weeks to see that op- that um, example with Philly. Yes, exactly. I mean, out and he had five touchdowns, and Tyreek had three. So yeah, over fifty yeah. fantasy points, amazing. All right, my first pick here, Keenan Allen. Uh, just mentioned him and. Speaking of touchdowns, he only he only has one on the season. Mike Williams has six. I think mm-hmm. Herbert needs to you know keep Allen ha- happy here, get him a couple against Baltimore in this potential high scoring game. We mentioned the great passing matchup, and he runs most of his slot runs in the routes in the slot. Of course, mm-hmm. really strong rating, ninety four point three rating against Young, their primary slot corner, uh, and we have Mike Williams also questionable. So even if he plays, if he's limited, uh, I think Allen might get a few more looks because of that. Uh, 6,400 right in that sweet spot for him on DraftKings where he, he can easily get 10 catches, 100 yards, get that bonus, and you're looking mm-hmm. at you know 30 fantasy points if he gets in the end zone. So uh, I like Keenan this week. Yeah, no, I like that call. 6,400, that's a great price too. Um, so for my second wide receiver, I'm looking at Cooper Cup. He's 7,900 on DraftKings. You know, I'm going to pair him up with Matthew Stafford, like I talked about earlier, Um, going up against this giant secondary that um, they've gave up 302 yards and and three touchdowns to Dak Prescott last week. Um, Cup is the third highest projected scoring wide receiver on the slate behind only Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Um, He's he's, um, 1,100 cheaper than Devontae Adams and 600 cheaper than Tyreek, so you're getting a little bit of a value there. And um, he's, you know, he's kind of come back to earth a little bit after he started out on fire the first couple of weeks. But I look for him to put up similar numbers to what we saw earlier this year, um, this week. They are an awesome combination. No doubt about it. Speaking of pairing up with your quarterback, if you do run a lineup out there with Mac Jones, you could pair him up with Jacoby Myers. Uh, great way to attack Dallas, not only in the passing game, but in the slot bunch of guys have really crushed them there. The Tampa yeah. Bay guys, Brown and Godwin, uh, took turns there. Keenan had 100, over 100 yards. And we just saw what Kadarius Tony did. You know, mm. He moved in yeah. and out, but 10 for 189. So Myers at 5,500, real nice option. You know, He's not a big touchdown guy either, but he doesn't have to be at that price. So he's a nice mid-tier option. Yeah, yeah, I've like – I like Myers too. He was he was my third wide receiver also. So, all right, one more uh, more of a value play before we go to tight ends. 
Yeah, so here we go with this rivalry. We've got Randall Cobb. Okay. <laughs> 3,900 on DraftKings. Um, if you ask just about any Bears fan besides Aaron Rodgers who they hate, I think they're probably going to tell you that it's going to be Randall Cobb. So um, he's had some really big games against Chicago over the years, and I think You know, he's a cheap price. He's he's only 3900 like I said before. And so I think he's going to be lower owned and be an excellent tournament play. Um, so Randall Cobb is my value play this week. I think we lost you there for a second, Josh. Why don't you just run through that again real quick? Why, okay. why is it that you like Cobb? Oh, I was just saying that, you know, after what happened last week with Devontae Adams and his monster game, I think Chicago's going to probably try and double team him and make sure that he's not the one that beats him this week. And so that's going to open up some opportunities for Randall Cobb. And like I said, he's just he's kind of been a Bears killer over the years. And I think he's going to be a little bit lower owned and, and a really good tournament play for value. Yeah, man, Adams was a monster. He was locked in for us last week. Yeah, uh, Adams and Tony was a nice nice combo. Um, my value play here I'm looking at is T.Y. Hilton. Uh, if he plays, again, it's Friday night. He's questionable. He's trying to come back from this nerve issue in his neck. but. In that matchup against Houston, big favorites, and he's, uh, you know, he loves to play Houston. And look at what these outside receivers have done against them this year. The Jacksonville guys were were great against them, both catching touchdowns. DJ Moore eight for one twenty six, Diggs seven for one fourteen. Their fantasy points allowed, it's not as big as you would expect. I think just because of a lack of touchdowns, right? Uh, and we know that can change in a heartbeat. And Hilton's a home run hitter. So mm -hmm. he's on my radar. Do you think he's worth a look? Yeah, I definitely like T.Y. Hilton. Um, in fact, just before we started the show, I was looking at this article from 2019 where Jonathan Joseph, the Texans cornerback, had had said a comment, something about T.Y. Hilton was a clown or something. And so T.Y. Hilton showed up that year for the game in Houston wearing a clown mask. And then he proceeded to basically clown the the Texans defense <laughs> he um and he talked about it in the post game like that too so he's 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 had pretty much ever since then he's had a vendetta against Houston and I think that if he plays his normal amount of snaps that he could have another really nice game at, at a lower ownership and good value yeah and I think if people are have their mind set on playing Pittman after he looked solid yeah. last mm -hmm. week then you know, that pivot could be huge because you'll save a bunch of money as well. Right. Yep. All right. Let's hit some tight ends here. Crash, wh where are you looking at that position? Yeah. So for tight end, I'm looking at Mark Andrews. He had his best performance of the year, um, you know, Monday night. Got a really good matchup again this week against the Chargers. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends. He saw 13 targets on Monday, and I think that he's probably going to see double-digit targets again this Sunday. And it's a favorable matchup. So, yeah, it really is a great matchup. And, and Joku just smashed him. He was wide open on a lot of his catches. Yeah. And Andrews, wow, what a game he had. Uh, I, I like Andrews as well. You know, if I'm going to go somebody else a little bit cheaper, lower owned, uh, Tyler Higby is worth considering. Mm -hmm. Giants giving up the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, and, 
if your guy Stafford doesn't hit Cup yeah. with all the touchdowns, maybe he'll get one. Giants have given up four, I believe. He only got two targets last week, but he did get a touchdown. That's the that's the big concern for me with Higby is the volume. Mm-hmm. You know, only five, six, or less uh, most weeks. Um, so that's a guy who you know, if everything clicks, uh, yeah. maybe he maybe he could be the guy this week if you want to get a much lower ownership uh, than than somebody like Andrews. What's his price? How much is he? Forty four hundred. Forty four hundred. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, with a lot of these value tight ends, you're just trying to get a touchdown. And if you get a exactly. touchdown, you're in pretty good shape. So yep. um, Hunter Henry is going to be my guy for the value play. 3,900 on DraftKings. He scored a touchdown in each of his last two games. He's been more involved in the offense lately. His targets have gone up each week. He's got another favorable matchup against Dallas this week. They're the 22nd in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. And so for 3,900, you know, it's a really good value play. And like I said, we're just looking for a touchdown basically from him. Yes, indeed. Uh, value play for me, Ricky Seals-Jones, 3,000. I think he'll be a little bit chalky this week. Again, mm-hmm. that's okay. If you go to a $3,000 player, you're looking for 3X on DraftKings. So if he gets what he got last week, 5 for 41, you're there. If he yeah. gets in the end zone, then you're, you're, you're thrilled. And right. uh, KC has given up the fifth most fancy points to tight ends. Uh, again, high total, seven-point underdogs. They're going to have to throw it a bunch. Dawson Knox just made them look pretty bad. Right. Uh, the Philly guys combined for 11 catches, 116 and a score against KC. So that's really a, a way to attack KC. With I mean, their defense is struggling. So yeah. nothing wrong with getting uh, more exposure to this, at least some. I mean, get some exposure to this game. Right. You don't go uh, Mahomes to Hill. Um, you know, you can get a player like this in there, get a piece of the action. Yeah, especially before um, Zach Ertz gets in there. So, and he can't play this week because he played last night. So, I did look that up. Yep, that's right. All right, um, defenses here. I think um, before you before you give your first pick, I think defense is a challenging one this week. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, I want to invite the viewers to give their comment. On the uh, on YouTube, uh, drop it in the comment section. Who who's your pick for defense and why? Um, you know, I, I just think it's a real challenge. So let's 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 discuss a couple possibilities and go from there. So for my first option at defense, uh, I'm looking at the Packers defense. They're 3600 on DraftKings. Um, they're sixth in total defense. They're tenth against the pass, eleventh against the run going up against the Bears offense that has kind of struggled all season. They're actually last in total yards per game, last in passing yards per game, and 30th in points per game at 16.8. Dealing with the injuries, obviously, with David Montgomery out, and now they're likely to be without their top backup halfback and Damian Williams, who had a nice game last week in Vegas. And on top of all that, Allen Robinson, basically their wide receiver one, has in practice most of this week. Now he was limited today, so there's a chance that he he might play still, but he's going to be listed as questionable. Um, and I feel like this Bears offense could struggle against the Packers without some of their key weapons. And I feel like it's going to put even more pressure on Justin Fields, who's you know kind of trying to be the hero for Chicago basically, and and the Packers reign over the Bears. So, yeah, he uh, you know the offense looks pretty vanilla to me. 
I think mm-hmm. Chicago really needs to shake it up. They're, you know, they're in trouble because they're not putting up enough yards or points. So uh, that that could work for sure. I'm looking at Cincinnati as a possibility. They've got Detroit favorites on the road, total under 50. Uh, Detroit has been friendly to opposing defenses, and they are 25th in points, 24th in yards. Mm. Uh, Goff has given up seven turnovers in five weeks here. So I think you can feel pretty solid about Cincinnati uh, you know, getting a, a, a decent return there. 3,400 is not bad for, for that type of matchup. Yeah, not not bad at all. And, and Detroit's got Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Quentin Cephas, not Devontae Adams, you know, so. That's right. <laughs> it's going to make a big difference too. Absolutely. Um, so for my, my second defense, I'm looking at Carolina. They're only 2,900 on DraftKings. They've been pretty solid all year. They had the one bad game against Philly, but outside of that, they've had like 8, 9, 12, you know, around that area of fantasy points per game. Um, and they've allowed the second fewest points per game at 17.4. So solid defense. I actually think that Dalvin Cook coming back could hinder the Vikings offense a little bit because they've kind of gotten that rhythm with Madison and the receivers and Cook can kind of take away from that somewhat. So I think, and I, and I think that um, the Vikings are, are going to struggle a little bit more too against that Carolina defense and secondary because they have a very strong secondary and their pass rush is very strong too. So you could see the Vikings struggling quite a bit on offense if, if they're not able to keep it balanced. Yeah. I've been looking at Carolina this week too. I, I do like that price 2,900. One of the hesitations I have is that Minnesota hasn't given up many points to opposing defense because they, they take care of the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have had a couple low scoring games recently. So I could see it playing out well. Like you said, Carolina has had some big plays, strong pass rush. So they're they're definitely the cheapest uh, defense that I'm looking at, seriously. Yeah. And then the other team I want to mention here is the Colts. You know, they've got the, the big 10-point edge yeah. in Vegas with a total of only 43.5, which puts Houston as a, at a very low implied point total. And... They have given up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing defenses. Houston has. By the way, that's the second most on this slate because if you look at mm-hmm. the rankings, the the teams who are first, second, third, and fourth and giving up big points to opposing defenses, they're not on this slate. So uh, Houston and Detroit are two of the, the best matchups there yeah. just by the numbers. Um, and the Houston offense, 29th in points, 29th in yards. And their center, Justin Britt, is out this week. Mm. Um, but, you know, they really turned it around last week against New England. Davis Mills, big day, three touchdowns. So that's one that I'm kind of going back and forth on. You know, what is the real situation here with Houston and Mills? Um, so there's another one where let's get some feedback from the viewers. Um, out of these four defenses, who's your favorite? Do you have another pick that you like? If so, Why? Let us know. We'd love to interact and, and get your feedback uh, while you're there. Uh, give us that thumbs up if you don't mind. We're going to continue to put out these podcasts uh, every slate in front of the paywall. Uh, we've covered all the showdown games and the main slates. We're going to keep that rolling. Uh, hit that alert button so you know when the podcasts are going to come out. Uh, when they do, you'll you'll know about them. 
Josh and I are going to record the uh, primetime podcast, of course, for those Sunday night and Monday night games. That'll be out later this weekend. Uh, so we lo love the interaction there and the support. We appreciate that. Josh, any final thoughts here before the main slate? Yeah, just real quick. I just want to go back to what we were talking about with the defenses because I remember over on FanDuel, the Colts were my top defense. So a lot of it just comes down to the price and, and you know, and it's different on different sites. So could have a top defense be one on one site and another on another site. So for me, I'm definitely looking at on FanDuel, I'm looking at using the Colts on defense. Yeah, I, I like that. Good point. And Yahoo pricing can be very different as well. Mm -hmm. So we do uh, analyze each site differently with the different scoring and the different pricing. So uh, jump in with us again, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, if you want to get these lineups and if you have any questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at dfscoachtalk. That'll do it for week six in the main slate. Uh, do join us for the primetime show. Great work, Mr. Birthday Man, Josh. Uh, appreciate that. On behalf of Crash Davis and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.